0: Hello, hello, hello. It's Aiden Taco jones here. You're listening. You're sitting under a tree. Tuesday the 26th of February 2019. <clears throat> oh, my throat's a little bit tickly there. I'm in Adelaide. I made it. Um, I didn't drink last night. I feel good, actually. My mum fucking told me this thing, like, when I came over at Christmas. She said she was trying to... Like wake up when you know when you're in bed and you wake up the first time you don't have anything to do, rather than just go back to sleep, just try and wake up. Then <clears throat> she said she's been trying to do that, and uh, I did not do that this morning. I woke up, my eyes opened at about eight, and I definitely went back to sleep. But I still got up at quarter past nine. That's pretty good. And I watched, uh, I cooked myself some breakfast. I've been watching this. Um, thing on YouTube it's called like the history of ideas uh oh it sounds so fucking wanky but it's really good it's like um it's like a series of videos so they have one on the renaissance which was really cool and it's like a history of the renaissance that I've not heard and I guess the guy who makes it is trying to sneak in his kind of philosophical ideas about the world through these kind of neutral topics like the renaissance um he did one about manners he did one about uh i can't remember the other ones are oh, uh, consumerism the one about manners was really cool because he basically gives a history of manners and it's like you know one of those animated things so there's like a voice and then there's just pictures coming up and little cartoon jokes and stuff and um he gives a history of manners dating from like f- Fifteen twenty thousand twenty thousand years ago, when there were no manners and um, and like cavemen would be very promiscuous and and often rape each other and all this kind of stuff and um, goes through to like Roman times where there was um, like like different kind of rules around how to behave in society like you know so people would like brush their teeth for example because it's like you don't want bad smelling breath to offend other people but then it went back the other way because there were people who were saying well actually no the people who are better aren't these rich people with all their manners it's poor people who are in a more natural state so there's like two kind of opposing ideas and and the way that this guy cast the story is that history has been like a back and forth between these two ideas of like having rules and norms around how to behave to each other is good. But then those rules and norms are adopted by people who have the the money and the time to adopt them, i.e. rich people. And so they end up looking down on poor people and poor people don't have those norms, but they're actually closer to being their more natural selves. And the reason it was interesting is because he took that all the way through history up until now... So there was like the, the cultural revolution in the 60s talk, and that was like the freedom and the like we should act the way that we first think, you know, speak your mind in the moment is, is a good way to act around people and, and try and get rid of all these social norms. And then now there's a pushback the other way because actually that's led to shit like dude sending dicks sending, sending dicks in the post, like, sending pictures of their dicks to girls or, you know, like all this stuff about sexual harassment and sexual misconduct is this guy argues just a manifestation of this long running negotiation around manners in society? It was super interesting. Anyway, I I watched that while I ate <laughs> eggs and fucking burnt onions. <laughs> I may I had to make my breakfast twice. I fucking I found out recently that like I found it, yeah I guess for a long time because of the way that I learned to cook fried rice, you put the garlic and the and the um you put the garlic and the ginger in first with the oil and then you add everything else. But, and I, so I've just added garlic first in everything that I cook. And I just found out recently that you actually, a lot of the times you're supposed to add garlic in Italian cooking. You add garlic at the end and it's just the fragrance. And otherwise you burn it. I've been burning garlic for like fucking years. And, um, since that revelation, I'm like, what else can I add at the end of dishes? Like, are onions the same as garlic? So today I went to cook my fucking eggs and I scrambled my eggs and then I chopped up half an onion and just put it in there with the eggs. And as soon as I did it, I was like, this is not correct. Like, the, the eggs are already cooked and now I've got raw onion in there. So I just had to fucking... Chuck out a pan full of three eggs and like a half an onion. And I had to just chuck it in the bin. <laughs> so while I was doing that, this thing about manners was playing that was teaching me a lot about the origins of the feminist movement and where we're currently at. While I realized that I don't know how to cook fucking eggs. <laughs> I, that shit really makes me fucking angry, man. Like, when our, cooking is one thing that because it's uh, it's only me to blame when i fuck it up so when i fuck up cooking i get really upset i've managed i was very proud of myself this morning or maybe maybe not even proud i just didn't really linger on the moment too much but for a second when i re- when i like admitted to myself that i was gonna have to throw the shit out i was like god i just want to fucking throw this saucepan through the window Ugh. good videos though and the breakfast was good the second time I did it I couldn't think of anything else I don't know about cooking at my mum's place man I just can't I I just can't seem to get my head around it you know it's not my kitchen I don't have my things in here and I've not done the shop like if I do the shopping I think that's it mum bought the food which is great go mum but if I do the shopping I know exactly what I've bought and when I've gone shopping I've had in my head you know what I'm going to cook So I'll go and do it, but, and it just, when you're telling someone else to go shopping, like if I'm in the shops, I'll buy capsicum, broccoli, blah, 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 blah. But if someone else is going shopping, it just, I'm never going to tell someone else to buy that boring shit, you know? I'm only going to do it when I'm in the shops myself and I'm like, okay, I feel a responsibility to myself now to, to cook these fucking things. But it's nice, it's nice to wake up not hungover. I feel very good today. Um, Sunday night, different story. Sunday night, I was on my way home, just like about to walk home. I'd been out for a late one on Saturday. Had my first show. Uh, Thanks to everyone who's come to the first two shows in Adelaide, by the way. Lots of fun. Last night, probably the best one um, of the entire run, I reckon. Really good. Very happy with the way that I performed it. And uh, had 24 people in, which was sick, maybe plus another few pass holders. Today, seven. We're looking at seven in today. <laughs> so, and the show before me is actually doing really well, which is great for them. But does mean that I have to watch a, a room full of people walk out. And then tonight I'm going to be standing there with my seven going, You ready, guys? Are you ready to put on a show? <laughs> and two of those are um, the comps for the reviewer from. I'm guessing the advertiser, which is exciting. Um, yeah, I don't know how tonight's going, I uh, will. Fi- we'll see. Whatever. We'll see. Um, but yes, yeah, Sunday night, man. I was about to walk home. I had my show, <clears throat> had some mates buy me a few drinks, and then uh, walking past the Austral Hotel. And a friend of mine shouts out to me, a comic, he's a comic from, uh, from the UK over here. And he goes, hey, Taco, I go over there, they pour me a beer, I sit down, we start chatting. And he's there with his cousin who he is staying with. Um, I'm not going to mention his name. I'm not going to mention his name in the story. <laughs> he's there with his cousin who he's staying with because she lives in Adelaide. And uh, the conversation is very sexual, openly sexual. I feel like I've walked in on a school camp, you know. Um, We're doing like fucking never have I ever's and that kind of shit. What do you think about (laughs) threesomes? And um, as soon as she goes to the toilet, he turns to me and goes, Taco, I I think I want to have sex with my cousin. (laughs) He's just straight to it. Uh, and I'm like, look, she is very pretty, um, and, like, the whole overtones of the conversation is very sexual, you know, and I'm there as well now, so I'm like, look, man, if you want me to, to jump on that grenade for you, (laughs) I'll give it a crack, like, because he goes, yeah, I want to see my cousin, but if I do, I think it's going to be really bad, like for a family, he said that if if it, if it happens and a family finds out, it's just gonna be bad. I I don't think they were blood related cousins. I think they were like. I think he said that it's like a step cousin thing, so they're not blood related, but still, <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I don't even care to be honest, and I like, you know, it's not something that I'm like gonna whatever, man. You do you do your thing, have sex, whoever if you both want, like, you know, (laughs) it's none of my business, but (laughs) it's a brutal calculation to be making, and I know when you, when your brain's just full of jizz, and you're like, oh man, I reckon I can, yeah, like, you know, being homelessness, it's not that bad, is it, like, you fucking, you don't have a home, but like, I just, oh, sex would be nice for, for 20 minutes, Those are the kind of calculations you're making in that moment when, I don't know. So anyway, they're um, going back and forth. And I think if I'm, like, my reading of the situation was that she kept trying to include me in things and I couldn't tell whether she was doing it to be cheeky to him or if she was doing it to get away from, because she clearly wanted to hook up with him as well. There was a mutual thing, but I th- I couldn't tell. Her, so she kept, like, she invited me to go to their house for a swim on Wednesday. And he was just like, Stop inviting Taco to things. And I was like, I didn't know whether she was doing that just to annoy him, to, like, you know, wave in his face that fucking she could hook up with someone else if she wanted. Or was she doing that to try and steer the conversation away from the obvious conclusion, which was that those two were going to. We're gonna hook up, and uh, we went to the festival club, and the three of us sat down, and I'm third wheeling at this point. I'm third wheeling <laughs> to a man and his cousin. <laughs> it's like that episode of The Simpsons, you know, where they found Springfield, and um, uh, and fucking Ebenezer Springfield, or whatever his fucking name is, is like, uh, we will live in a town where men are free and blah 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 and blah, and then the other guy's like, yes, and marry their cousins. And Springfield's like, what, wait, what? He's like, yes, marry that cousins. But why would we want to marry our cousins? Well, because they're so attractive. And then that other dude goes and found Shelbyville and the fucking, the statue in the middle of Shelbyville is that guy just with his arms around two beautiful women who are his cousins. ha, ha, ha. Ah. And they do that callback at the end of the episode when Bart has to distract all the kids from Shelbyville, and he goes, "Look, someone's attractive cousin!" And they're all combing their hair. They're like, "Ooh, where?" <laughs> I felt like that. That dude, I'm gonna, f- I'll call him. Sh- I'll call him Mr. Shelbyville from now on. <laughs> I'm gonna call him that to his face, to his stupid fucking English face. You're all right, Mr. Shelbyville. How was consensual sex with your with your cousin <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> We got into the Oz bar and I'm third wheeling them and at some point like he's he's doing his best to get her alone and uh I imagine by this stage that <laughs> So I'm, I'm making no secrets I'm like I want to hook up with her I don't care man Like normally if someone's gone for a, You know if someone's Been talking to a girl And you rock up And you're the third person in the situation Yeah you make way of course But It's his cousin I'm not, <laughs> All bets are off at this stage And I'm like thinking man, We're at the table Neither one of us wants to leave the other alone with her So we're both sitting there With bladders just bursting to the seams Because we don't want to go to the toilet and um, and eventually she, he, he's like, oh, let's go dance um, to her. And they go to leave and she's going to me like, come on, come dance. And I'm just like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm sitting at this table. I'm, I'm done. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to keep playing this game. It's fucking tiring. And I just know where it ends, which is, I've done that before, like years ago. You know, when you're fucking two dudes openly both trying to hook up with the one girl left at the party, you end up at midday the next day going to a fucking fair together, the three of you, because neither guy wants to back down or be the first one to go to sleep, fuck no, what an absolute nightmare, I don't have time, uh, I, I concede, you know, I did, (laughs) I'm really trying to give myself more dignity than the situation actually is, you know, contains, um, pretty pathetic really but i'd sit i'd sit at the table i'm just like no nah, okay, i i'm out and they go off and then i go to leave and i'm just like let me just do a lap of the of the of the club and uh there's some band playing fucking nirvana in the thing and i'm dancing to that and there's a bit of a mosh pit which is a lot of fun and uh eventually i start talking to some other people and then the two cousins come back into the fray i'm sitting at a table with some people having a chat and and a drink and they come back and they are making out <laughs> just hammering tongs down the end of the fucking table uh, oh my god the debauchery you know the absolute decadence I've, this is some last days of Rome shit. That's what the fringe club is about. The Adelaide, the Adelaide fringe fringe club this year is the first fringe club that I've been to, including Melbourne Comedy Festival, including anything at fucking um, Edinburgh. All of those places they fucking suck. This is the first one where it's actually I've had a good night. I had a really fun night there on Sunday night. That like that band playing Nirvana. That was great people moshing and dancing. It's just small enough and kind of pokey enough with enough nooks and, and little areas that it never just feels like the giant networking session that it invariably becomes. That's what all of those fucking clubs are. It's just people call it shoulder surfing when you're talking to someone, but you're always just looking over their shoulders, trying to see the next important person walk into the room so you can go and ask them for some shit to do with your career. That's what those fucking bars end up becoming. It's so gross. It always is. And the Adelaide Fringe Club this year is the first one that I've been to where I'm actually having a good time. I'm not looking to talk to the fucking head of the Fringe or some promoter. Maybe it's because Adelaide Fringe isn't even really geared towards comedy. Maybe that's part of it as well. Or maybe it's because I don't know the people to be talking to, you know? But, yeah, I mean, I guess it's more of like a circus Fringe or, you know, it's like theatre, these kinds of things. There's not as much comedy there, so it's not really a huge opportunity for me. Maybe that's why comedians don't like the Adelaide Fringe as well. Maybe we're all fucking babies. There's a big like, outcry in the stand-up community that the narrative goes that the Adelaide Fringe doesn't support independent artists as much as it does, you know, the big artists in in, in the Gluttony or the Garden of Unearthly Lights or Royal Cro- Croquet Club and that those three big things, and Royal Croquet Club and the Garden to a greater extent. Gluttony's great, actually. I don't want to include that in those. Um, but the the narrative is that those, the two... Royal Croquet Club and the Garden of Unearthly Delights take all of the attention of the fr- of everyone that people people in Adelaide basically think that the fringe is that place, but there are all these independent venues around there that struggle to get enough business to stay alive because of the draw and and like the monopoly that those venues have, that the big venues have. But I only really hear that from stand-ups, but maybe it's not... that's not the case at all. Maybe it's just that stand-up isn't really that much of a focus in the Adelaide Fringe. This is one of the only festivals where it is actually on the fringe of the festival because there's so many big circus things and other... There's just... It's not all about stand-up, guys. It's about others. Ugh, I had a fucking wild conversation with it. Having said all of what I've just said, though, I had some fucking conversation with a dude while I was flying. I can't remember his name. I guess he's a magician. Um... And he was just like defending the fringe as if I'd been attacking the fringe. I hadn't even, re- I just went like, oh, Adelaide's good, but I think Perth is better. And he just went off on this like, oh, people always attack the Adelaide fringe. but well, they've always been good to me. They've always looked out for me. And, and, I, and I was just like, man, it felt very, bu- I, no, it's nice that he likes the Adelaide fringe. It felt like he was attacking me for not liking it enough. I was like, oh man, like you, everyone, you make your own luck, you know, you got to get out there and promote your show. And if you can't do that, then you're not going to get the numbers. And he was like, yeah, and I, and I think that when people don't like it, you know, you just need to work harder because I, I've had some very awful fringes. It's like, ah, uh, uh, you're weird energy, dude. You're stressing me out. Get away. Like, are, are you firing right now or are you just waiting for other artists to come up so that you can weirdly bitch about the industry to them? artists, uh, there was one point actually at the start of when I was flying on Sunday when I was like, you know what? Fuck Adelaide. I had like three shitty interactions with people. Um, just, especially there was one, I went, uh, Hey guys, come to my show. I'm, I'm really funny, which is my like line when I flyer. And, uh, some guy walking away just went, okay, I won't. And I was like, Oh cool. Fuck you, dude. Thanks for, thanks for that. And I kind of after that interaction, I was like, you know what? Fuck Adelaide these people are dicks. There was a bit of that stand up comedian thing in me coming out of going like, these guys are just going to the circus and they don't think that what I'm doing here is valid or they think that I'm a loser because I'm, they, in my mind, they think I'm a loser because they're not already going to my thing. Does that make sense? Like that attitude of that guy walking away going, all right, I won't come is like, to me says like, if your thing was good, then we'd already be going to it. And the fact that we're not means that, y- you know, you suck You suck, and your, your thing is shit. I feel attacked when someone says that. <laughs> he was probably just trying to make a joke, I guess. I don't know. There's a lot of egos. A lot of egos at play. But, um... Oh, all right. My recording just stopped again. That's exciting. That's two weeks in a row that that's happened. I wonder if I need to buy some new equipment. Fuck, I didn't really lose that much, to be honest, um, I just started to, I want to tell this story, I was at, um, this fucking annoyed me so much, I was at uh, an open mic in Melbourne, Dirty Secrets open mic, on Wednesday, and I was, uh, fuck, I, w- I went on it at like 10, 10.30, and there were two, there's like 10 people in the room, so I'm going on, I'm doing five minutes of just new stuff. And there are these two girls on the side, like in the front, American girls, and they're like texting each other. They're like messaging and like laughing. I I think they were texting each other or they were just looking at their phones and then like laughing, clearly out of sync with the show. Like they're not engaging in the show and they're having their own private jokes. And it's like distracting other people in the room, right? So I stop and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, oh, don't worry. It's not about you. It's not about you. And I'm like, okay yeah, all right, and they're like, yeah, just and I'm like, can you stop, though, or like, I feel like it is about me, whatever I said, I was just trying to be like, hey, stop talking, though, and uh, this one girl just kept going, don't project your insecurities on us, don't project your insecurities on us, and I'm like, what, we kind of had, I, I kept pushing, I wanted it to be like, I wanted to be like, hey, what, what were you talking about, though, what were you talking about, and uh, eventually she goes, just keep going, keep going, it's not about you, and I'm like, all right, I kind of got a few laughs off of telling them to shut up, but I buckled, and rather than keeping on going and, and pressing them and, and basically saying, no, you need to be quiet, I was like, all right, did some more jokes. They did fine, and then at the end of my set, I went back, and I was like, you know, I really don't like that you talk for the like through my whole set, and she just again went like, D- don't project your insecurities on me. Don't project your insecurities on me, and I was getting the bell, and I was out of time, so I had to be like, "All right, I gotta leave." And I just, at the end of my set, I just went, "Fuck you, cunt," and just walked off the stage. Like I could, I couldn't shut them up. And I've been thinking about it all fucking week. <laughs> I hated her so much. Like I, here's why I'm upset. It's me. It was me. It was my handling of the situation. I should have kept going. Like they would, the the thing that they were doing was talking through the show and that's bad. You're distracting other people in the room and you shouldn't be doing that. And I think if I had just been able to say that on stage to the room, everyone would have understood why I was talking to them and been on my side. And then she would have kept talking and then I could have been like, okay, I hate you now. Fuck you. You're a piece of shit. And unloaded everything that I was feeling that I wanted to fucking unload onto a stupid fucking head. But I didn't do that. I let, it was when she said, don't project your insecurities on me, that really got on top of me. I, what does that even mean? Don't project your insecurities on me. I guess she's saying like, I guess she she was, I guess what I took it to mean is in, in, uh, in telling me to stop talking through your set, you're showing that you're insecure about the things that you're saying. And you think that me shutting up will make the things that you're saying better. Yeah, something like that. But it's not, you need to be quiet when I'm talking because I'm talking and that's what the show is. And other people have come here to like listen to me talk and it's not your time. So you need to shut the fuck up. Oh, at one point I just went, I went, um, I'm a comedian. I know how this works and I know you're not supposed to be talking. And she, when I said I'm a comedian, she said, Are you? Are you? Are you like, oh, and I'm not angry at what she did. I'm angry. I am angry at what she did, but I'm more angry with myself that I wasn't able to call her a stupid fucking cunt on stage. (laughs) I left. I got, I fucking lost. I was defeated and I hate that so much. And I've been thinking about it all fucking week. (sighs) Yeah, it did make me real angry. Let's do a song. Amanda Bynes, Kid Upstairs, that's right, man, this song, it's like a trappy kind of song, um, I was trying to find any information on this fucking dude, Kid Upstairs, and you can find it online, but I couldn't find any, like, it's not on Wikipedia or anything, I don't know, the dude's just a fucking, you know what, I don't give a fuck about this music thing, I don't care. (laughs) I didn't want to do I no, 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 no. I didn't want to do this song. I like this song better, but the song that I actually wanted to talk about, which I now I'm going to talk about, because I don't have any connection to that Amanda Bynes song. It's just a nice song. It's like beep, 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 beep. It's like beepy and boopy. But I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the fucking the song Allison by Elvis Costello. But what for some reason I wanted to choose that Kid Upstairs song because it's like new, I guess, or it's like cooler. Like, I feel like, I feel like people will be more wanting to listen to the song by a new, cool rapper rather than fucking some song by Elvis Costello. But the Elvis Costello song, I've been playing it on piano this week. It's a really nice song. It's got fucking like four chords in it. But Elvis Costello is such an amazing guitarist that he makes it sound just, you know, it's, he makes it sound, he's just dancing over the notes, it's beautiful, go and listen to that, that's classic music, Amanda Bynes by Kid Upstairs, go fuck yourself, oh, it's a club banger, the first line is, that bitch looked like Amanda Bynes, who the fuck even is Amanda Bynes, it's not a person, I looked up the word Amanda Bynes, and it's just a title of the fucking song, it's probably some, some fucking idiot he went to school with, That bitch looked like Amanda Barnes or like the chick who read the weather on his local, you know (laughs) Oakland fucking news network. Fuck off. Go listen to Elvis Costello. Treat yourself to some fucking culture kid upstairs. Why are people why are they spelling their names with fucking why does he spell kid with two Ds? Or for a fucking double dose of my dick? Alright, that was a joke off of idiocracy. Why, like, why is he spelling it with two multiple things? And his fucking EP was called, like, FNURG. Oh, no, here, D-M-N-D-S. It could be diamonds or it could be demands. Oh, bro, and that's, like, the way that we, like, look at the world, you know? We're always making demands of each other, but actually, we're the diamonds in the world. It's, like, two a double on tend on uh, uh, understanding meaning fuck off spell your words with vowels and fucking too many consonants and not enough vowels that's what's wrong with rappers and fucking trap cunt mumble rappers elvis costello used as many vowels as he wanted he was liberal with his vowels and his views <laughs> All these right-wing rappers not using enough vowels. (laughs) These capitalist, consumerist fucks hoarding all their vowels, like the 1% that they are, trying to keep the little man down, go listen to some Elvis Costello and be about the people. That's a political message that I've been, to be honest, for a year and a bit trying to convey with this podcast. I feel like I finally got there. What am I talking about? (laughs) Elvis Costello is great. I bought a new phone this week. I got my uh, uh, I got my fucking settlement finally from Perth. Finally, it took them like ten days. Perth Fringe World, you all are the true heroes of this game called life. And I got my five point three thousand Australian dollars AUD, motherfucker. And uh, I put 1800 of it straight into my savings. And, uh, and then I went to JB Hi-Fi and I bought... I wanted to get a Google Pixel, like the new Google phone, yeah? But um, when I got in there, they didn't have the Google Pixel 2. I wanted to spend like a grand was the figure I had in my head. So they didn't have the 2. And the guy was like calling one of the other stores to see if I could go to another store and buy it. And then I saw that they had a special 2 Google pixel phones if you buy two you get350 dollars off of each phone and I'm like so they're 1200 bucks if I buy two 2400 then take 350 off of each phone that's 700 off that's seventeen hundred dollars for two phones that normally cost 1200 each so I was like oh, wait stop let's do that and then I'll just sell the other one on eBay. So now I've got two Google Pixel 3s and I'm using one of them. That's my phone. And the other one, (laughs) I can't sell it. (laughs) I can't. I put it on eBay. I put it on Gumtree. I started at a grand. I've worked down. No bids. No one, look, the one person who repl- replied to my ad on Gumtree was some dude yesterday who goes, hey, are you still selling that Google Pixel 3? I was like, yeah. And he goes, will you trade it for an iPhone 8 Plus? And I'm like, no! What are you fucking crazy? Or would I trade my brand new latest generation phone for a two generations ago old phone that's you... What are you fuck? How fucking dare you, cunt? And I just said, ha ha, no, I just want the cash. And he said, all right. And then I went once I ascertained that he wasn't going to buy it at all. I was like, and also you're fucking nuts. How dare you offer me that? What the fucking balls on some of these cunts? How are you really going to offer me that and think that I'm going to say, that is like, you might as well come to my house and fuck my wife in front of my face, you fucking mook. Honestly, you might as well spit in my fucking face. That's the internet equivalent of spitting in my face, you fucking dog, dirty, low down cunt. That made me angrier than those girls at the fucking, at the comedy show, to be honest. Some cunt offering to trade me an old phone for my brand new latest generation phone. Still in the box. Still in the motherfucking box. God, the cheek of them. The absolute cheek of them. But I still can't sell it. <laughs> I got a message today on eBay from some... And this is how excited I was. Is When I got the one on Gumtree, I got that message. And I hadn't had anything, any bites on the eBay thing. I took the eBay listing down before I'd even gotten a reply from the guy, and then he offered to trade me, and I was like, well, back goes the eBay listing. (laughs) And I got a message from someone today going, do you deliver to Mozambique? (laughs) I mean, fuck off, dude. I just, there's so many, I guess a lot of other people have done this JB Hi-Fi thing, because there's a lot of other entries online of, um, you know, people selling fucking Google Pixel 3s, um, and I even saw one, with the picture of it was the phone box, and then the receipt, and a JB Hi-Fi bag, so like, people are clearly getting onto this deal from JB Hi-Fi, and trying to sell them, and can't sell them, I just put one up on auction, so 1200 is what the phone's worth, $1,700, i would be happy to sell it for 850 if any of the <laughs> 40 to 50 listeners... <laughs> Of <laughs> my podcast, <laughs> want to buy a Google Pixel Three for eight hundred and fifty dollars. That's split the middle. That means I, you know, yeah, I'd be happy to sell it for that. Um, but I have put it on auction on eBay for a seven-day auction um, with the starting price at five hundred, hoping because I did see another one at auction going for seven seventy. I mean, I'd still be happy to sell it for $770, that would mean that I got it for $930, which is still good. The other person's getting it cheaper, but I just don't like that on principle. I took the risk, and then the other person gets it cheaper, you know? Is no one buying the Google Pixel 3? Is no one buying the Google Pixel 3? It's a good phone, it's actually a fucking sick phone. I went around yesterday around the gardens and um, like near the National Wine Centre just before my show, it at dusk, like the sun had gone down, it was dark and I was using that night camera to take photos in the dark and they came up so good, it's a fucking phenomenal phone and considering I've had just the worst phones for the last five years, it's a revelation, it's just quick, easy to use, it's what a phone should be which is just an extension of me it's not it it feels like a medium through which i communicate with the rest of the world rather than a tool that i use you know like it should be seamless i shouldn't even notice that i'm using a phone it should just be a way that i communicate with the internet and everyone else and that's what this feels like just quick and easy i'm not even noticing it that much it's only been fucking like like five days so in conclusion buy my google pixel 3 (laughs) For $850 or more because I'm starting to stress about the money that's not in my bank account now. Fuck, that's so much money. When I paid for the two of them, 1700 plus the case, it was like 1780 or something. I was like, that's the most money I've ever spent in one transaction on anything, literally. Even international flights. That's the most money I've ever spent on any one thing. And I was hoping to get more than half of it back. And I have not thus far. <laughs> oh that's it. That's the pod. Thanks for listening, guys. Um anyone else in Adelaide? Four more di- four more nights of my show left. Anyone in Melbourne? Uh the show starts in like in like 3 4 weeks, man. Get your tickets and uh thanks for listening to the pod. Tell your friends, blah blah blah. Who cares? Aiden Tucker Jones sitting under a tree. That's been me, baby.